You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Alex, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Praise the Lord. I am too. Yep. We got cold now. It's chilly out. It's chilly out. It is. It is. It's a good thing, though. Yeah, maybe it'll get it out of its system, and then it won't be quite so cold all winter. Yeah. <laughs> Buy that, and I've got that some, is the most got some property off the coast of Florida. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the last episode we did uh, was at Hillcrest. And good time. Great questions. Yeah, Man. They were. Um, so for the foreseeable future, we will be touching on many of them because a lot of them are really good. I noticed that the kind of the trending question was was about uh, predeterminism, um, that predestination, predestination. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and and the gaining and losing salvation and what is required for all those was really popular too. So, really good questions. Yeah, they are, and meaningful questions for the here and now. Very meaningful, absolutely, and a good questions to start off with when you're younger too. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like the predest the Calvinism thing we could have talked about pretty much the entire time because it is a it is a rich topic mm-hmm. full of full of full of answers and then more questions and more questions oh yeah and more questions oh yeah um, today um, I'm kind of going out of order of how I printed these Just give me a second here because there's one of them that was kind of more not time sensitive but it's a, it was something that had happened currently okay um, since I don't have the list. <laughs> yeah, I don't means, know what you're doing, Alex. You, you just feed me the questions, and I just sort of go at it. Yeah. Um, and so the the question was, how do this? How do the discoveries of the James Webb Telescope relate to the Book of Genesis and the beginning of God's creation? Would you like a little background? I would. That James Webb Telescope part has me fahoodled. So Can you imagine that the James number six. The James Webb Telescope. Um, it was a it was a big upgrade over the previous one, um, and it uses infrared light, um, or that's how they're using it. That's how the old one was. What was the old one called? Um, Hubble. Hubble. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can see way off into the distance into the galaxy and actually see things. Since we're seeing it from here, and that light hasn't reached us yet, we're seeing things that are very very old um, compared to the rest of the universe. So with the new one that they created, um, essentially they'd be able to see um, a few like hundred millions of years prior to what the Hubble was. So this is a couple of miles off. Huh? This is a couple millions and billions and trillions yeah, miles off. Yeah. Not around uh, the corner. So okay, so the what it says here, this is this is from a Miles O'Brien. Um, He's a senior scientist on the, the Webb uh, telescope since its inception back in the mid-1990s. Um, and it, so it operates the infrared wavelength, invisible to the human eyes. This is part of the spectrum. This part of the spectrum is the only way to see the most distant objects in space that are moving away from us at the, as the universe expands. Before Webb launched, astronomers used near-infrared instruments, instruments aboard the Hubble Space Telescope to see galaxies that dated to about a half billion years after the Big Bang. Uh-huh. But Webb can see a few hundred million years further back in time. 
and astronomers hoped they might catch glimpses of the universe before stars and galaxies formed. And the kicker, yet we are seeing galaxies that already existed at the time. So what they were trying to see is before the galaxies formed, but what they're actually seeing is that there were galaxies there, very, very old. And why the student has this question, I think, is because it's it kind of upends the whole Big Bang. Not completely, you know, it's still just, you know, it's still just a theory, right? And I've definitely been guilty of the, uh, oh yeah, you know, Genesis, you know. Yeah, maybe God just said Big Bang, mm-hmm. right? But I've kind of been looking at it a little bit. doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, and part of this then is the conundrum that we're put under in time. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking out in space, the galaxies are expanding, the universe, the uh, known universe right. is expanding. And so what's that expansion? Is that because it's moving from a central point out? Yeah, yeah likely. But where's the central point? Mm-hmm. I mean, in that whole conundrum of images, I mean, basically you're testing images. Right. Uh, where's the center? Yeah. And we always think we're the center. Of course. I mean, you know, we're human beings and it's, yeah. And uh, even the Bible's uh, written with us as the center mm-hmm. of God's attention and, and that creation. I would still go to the Bible. Yep. I still measure things from that vantage point. Mm-hmm. I still measure our creation from God's vantage point. As if he was there maybe and I wasn't. Yeah. And uh, the guy who built that microscope uh, telescope wasn't there either. Nope. Nope. So I still go back to the Genesis uh, uh, account. I think there's more scientists beginning to say, well, yeah, there might be more truth there than we'd like to admit. Mm -hmm. I think they'll find those same elements out there with that microscope or telescope. Um, Hubble didn't upend enough, so maybe this one will too. Well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. Sh- they're obviously they're scrambling for more theories right now, and I'm not saying scrambling as as a way of them acting foolishly, but you know that's what scientists do. You know, if mm-hmm. you break one theorem and tear it apart and it doesn't solve at all, then you got to come up with something different. But that's spending a great deal of money oh, to yeah. try to confirm yep. the Big Bang. Yeah, and a bang, it's not. Mm-hmm. Carrying its weight, right? Yeah, it's. I always thought it's interesting, and you know, a good scientist will say, you know, when we test a a, a hypothesis, mm-hmm. and it proves that our theory is wrong, that you shouldn't be sad about that at all. You know, you no. shouldn't. That shouldn't give you any sort of just you know, because and you drop the theory and right. go for a new theory. There you go, or theorem that work works. We've learned, yeah. And yep. uh, it's interesting. There's a, you can tell there's an agenda behind it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not being dropped. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... And I, well, why they have to focus on no God existence mm-hmm. kind of bothers me. They're like, we were proving this one vantage point. That that definitely bothers me. Um, like, why, why can't they go the other direction? It'd be... Right. I feel like it would be a heck of a lot easier. I would think so. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, just the flood, the fossil records. Yeah. It makes no sense that we have fossils. Yeah. Because every time something dies on your farm, mm-hmm. something dies on the road, it, it degrades and it falls apart and it's eaten by animals around and it's torn apart for any period of time by 
eight hours, it's yeah. usually been damaged. And these are full, full fossils. They are sometimes you can see the flesh form in mm -hmm. the fossils. They had to be covered quickly. Yeah. Well, I think that's why the whole the meteor impact was one of the biggest things is when that happened, it would send so much debris into the earth. Everything would get covered up. Any animal that's going to be a scavenger is also dead. Mm -hmm. So all that stuff's getting covered up quickly and everything cools off. And that's why they're thinking that's that's why they find so much of it in certain layers. They don't find a lot of them in Iowa unless they're um, aquatic species. Right. Because we're kind of like a shallow. We were underwater. Lake yeah. ocean at the time. So that's all we find here. And there's other places where you don't find any. And some right. places you find lots. And it's just kind of a. And mountains. Yeah. Way up in mountains too. That's, well, that yeah. one's interesting. Right. Yeah. Where like the actual mountain was formed. After. From the plates coming up, and then it's something gets exposed. So at the time, that thing was way, way down, and now it's up. But now it's up. What was down was up. Hmm. Imagine. Yeah. Things could get that mixed up. Yeah. And that's just on Earth. Mm hmm. I know. Well, I thought something that was interesting. God's got a lot of power. And I think when you go to the Teutonic Plate Theory and you realize that these big continents yeah. are in the motion, are in yeah. motion, have been in motion. Uh, yeah, like that was happenstance. Mm -hmm. and, and the Bible records it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, it is difficult to look at the scientific theories. You know, basically everything kind of comes down to the, that carbon dating, mm -hmm. right? Because none of us can really remember a thousand years ago. There's some history no. of it. And then you say 50,000. And then we're talking a thousand times that length of time right. when the dinosaurs were on the earth, you know, millions of years ago. So it's hard to say when, you know, when they're doing the carbon dating, are we going to completely dismiss it? Are we going to say that the scientists are wrong with that? That one's tricky. Well, that one's tricky, but I think it plays for us because, okay, God, the God of creation, if he created as he did in Genesis and as I believe in seven days, uh, he could have created that carbon molecule at a certain degradation yeah. in a tree, in a rock. And, uh, and and fit it into the age and the uh, that, that they're thinking. Yeah. And so I don't see that really being a problem when we've got a creative God who can create a standing tree and that's it. Yeah. Or I, rocks already in place. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I didn't think of when I was when I when I kind of like the Big Bang theory working and fitting in with creation or even at one time it was like you know a theistic evolution i was like you know that could work but i kind of just use it as a tool for other people that were a little hesitant to come right. into the creation side um in the accounts of genesis if you want to think of that word as days or length of time which i'm starting to think it's i'm starting to come to grips with it, it's days i think so if it's days much more than length of time mm -hmm. especially within that context what I didn't think of is he made the earth first before mm -hmm. the stars. Right. So then that doesn't fit into the big bang theory that at doesn't, all. No, no, not unless we're the center of the universe. Well, for some and reason. one of the things that's interesting is in the, the creation runs contrary to the evolution piece because evolution says, well, you know, these things had to fit just so to make it happen. Yeah. Well, God's creative. Oh yeah. He's putting things together. He's making things happen. Uh, life today is a creation mm -hmm. of things happening, not degradation, de the great degrading of something that had been. Right. 
it's a different concept. How far do you go with it? Do you say, oh, well, you know, all these, you know, God created everything, made it decay at this certain rate and slowed it down to fool us. I don't, I don't mean that. I'm just kidding. But and then we got this fossil fuel mm-hmm. as he meant for us to use it or. Why not? Okay. I mean, not it, abuse it. Yeah. But use it. Yeah. I, I just know like a lot of the, the atheists or the even agnostics, if you're trying to convince them or do a little bit of apologetics, the God is powerful. He could probably do it if you believe that God is God doesn't work for them. Oh, but it works for me, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy for me. Like, that's oh, not something I know. So part of it is how do we measure how big our God is? Right. I mean, if we want a God that we can fully understand, well, we're probably going to have to make it. Mm. But if we've got a God that is bigger than our understanding, which I, I have, then we have to address the fact that there's a lot of God I'm not going to understand yeah. because he's so much bigger right. than my finite human understanding. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> part of me says, huh, just believe God, you know, be yep. done. It's taken care of. That doesn't satisfy a lot of yeah. uh, personalities that take the pieces apart and want to know what it, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, and and that they're they're helpful to us. Right, theologians or mm-hmm. some of those people like take things apart. Yeah, um, and and that's helped our understanding. Yeah, but we don't swallow that all. Every theologian stuff we sure. don't follow, uh, swallow the whole thing. Right, because we realize that. Every theologian's human. Yeah. And limited also in their understanding, even if they understand more than Don Batterson does. Yeah. And that's all right. That's all right. Do you, do you see any problems with that, with that working theory you've got there that, you know, there's some things that we don't know and then we don't get to know. Okay. That's fine. No, we don't want to know sometimes. There's probably not want to know too. Definitely. Not probably. So with those, with that in mind, that's fine. But what about the whole, God knew how we were going to use this science mm-hmm. and his carbon dating. Doesn't that seem a little deceiving? That he would deceive us? Yeah. I'm not, not sure. I think us, he's right? playing with it. I think, I think in the middle of this, uh, good scientists are going to figure things out. Okay. And realize that that is a form of measuring. I mean, basically, it's measuring the decay of that carbon mm-hmm. isotope. And so understanding that from this point to this point it had decayed so much and they're mathematically then i mean that that's what 50 years of research yeah was what how they got that isotope to figure out how fast it's going to deteriorate right and then they projected 50 years of research or so back in mm-hmm. to millions of years let's get real yeah all i have to be off is a tiny bit mm-hmm. and it affects everything yeah so the fault is not with God. Okay. The fault is how we're measuring him. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to look up because I, I, I'd read something at one point in time that um, the actual radioactive de- decay of carbon-14, um, they've actually tested. They, they, act, they have tested it a lot since then, and they've tested those initial organic molecules okay since that 50 year span um because they're trying to figure out you know is it constant and from everything they're finding is it's like there's no way for it to have not been constant because then x y and z would have happened 
and then everything would have been thrown off, right? So, you know, it, the scientific community, they kind of embrace the whole chaos theory of it all at one side, but then also it's like, well, no, this carbon thing, we're keeping this separate right here mm-hmm. because this couldn't have been like that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm not doubting. Yeah. No, I I'm know. just saying I don't know that I want to put all my eggs in that bucket. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Because I'm, I'm a little concerned about yeah. the bucket. Right. It's definitely one of those that go, I, I, I don't know. And you know what? No one else does either. Right. So that one's always kind of easy, you know, as far as like creation versus evolution. It's, uh, it's like, yeah, we don't know. None of us no. are privileged enough to know that. Yeah. No. I don't think that uh, science will prove God's existence, though, do you? It would be fun. It sure would be. <laughs> and what I find is interesting is there are scientists that, look, that are also projecting back into biblical record and saying, you know, science proves this Bible. Oh, yeah. There's a group of scientists that can prove the Bible is what it mm-hmm. says, and they're using the same data right. that other scientists are using. Yep. So it's, it's amazing. I, I think uh, anytime you come with a preconceived notion, and then you want to prove the notion, I'm thinking it's going to be a little yeah. tweaked in, and, and off. Yeah. And so it's sort of like I go to the Bible. Even right. when I go to the Bible, I want to know what God has to say. Yeah. Not what L.L. Bruce has to say mm-hmm. or, or Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I want to go right. right back to the text, and then I'll let F.F. Mm-hmm. Bruce and, and Dietrich yeah. inform yeah. what I'm reading. But I want to see what God has to say first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's a lot of good scientists out there, like the correct scientific method with a peer-reviewed study. You know, someone comes up with a theory, mm-hmm. they test it, it seems to work. Their fellow peers prove that, test that theory, and they can, you know, the more scientists we have looking at something, it gets more credibility. But there's no scientific fact. It's always still a working theory, which is a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to be wary of the certain, the other things where you're seeing that bias. Because right. they want this to be true. And that certainly is the case for, you know, the, the um, Big Bang Theory or evolutionary theories is, my, my, There's a lot of people that want that to be true. My beef is that in a lot of textbooks, evolution is no longer considered a theory. It's taught as fact. Right. And that, that I think, is not being uh, scientifically uh, responsible. No. Because it's I think still that's a theory. ludicrous that that happens, honestly. Because, I mean, if you want to do the small, the microevolution... We've, we've seen that in, we've seen that we know that dogs come from wolves and people mm-hmm. have bred them quickly. I might add quickly to, the, to develop traits that we want. Um, you know, the in, butterflies in the species within species. species yeah. yeah. So we've never really crossed species. Um, one thing evolving into something not based off of, uh, reproductive differences. It's not right. going outside of its it's branched within this animal kingdom into another species. Right. Um, there's not a lot of evidence of that. So, so to, to make that, to make that leap and teach that to kids like that, it's fact, you should definitely be teaching that right alongside creationism. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to go that route, you've got to teach right. both. Yeah. Um, 
of course, the, the argument against that is like, well, we have a working theory for this, whereas you, the, 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 the Christians don't have a working theory for God. And I go, this? Yeah. Right here. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's easy, but... Yeah. But. Well, I just... Yeah. I still like the idea of the, the scientists that are working with the book mm-hmm. and saying, you know, this is right. within scientific yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was classified as have the evolution, yeah. the macro evolution be categorized as a religion from now on because yeah. that's what it is. There's no... Uh, it really should be. It really, really should be. Because they're yeah. serving a purpose. I yeah. mean, they're serving an alternate reality. They're serving... They're, yep. They're pushing a theology that is unproven. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Theology. That's a way to put it. Yeah. Well, well we're, we're at 20 said. minutes. <gasps> I was oh honestly my. hoping I was going to get into another sciencey question but we you know might what? have to make another episode we'll of it save it for next time okay and, and thank you to whoever sent that one in i'm gonna go stuff. ahead and guess that the next question we do is gonna be pretty similar or it may even come from the same person prepare yourselves folks prepare. yeah that's right it's a deep one so uh don we pray us out can do that all right heavenly father thank you for the questions we're getting we thank you lord that you are with us and guiding us and helping us with the answers as well. Continue to bless our hearers in ways that help them grow in their Christian faith, and continue to guide Alex and I as we talk about our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for that fun journey. That's It's always fun to talk about that stuff. So um, we will see you guys all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.